In episode 49, we focus our say what and amen battles on politics. Uh, Don's got something he wants to share. We'll look forward to that. Uh, we're going to see and call in your shot, uh, talk about the upcoming uh, college basketball tournament. Uh, very exciting. We're going to do a little truth and tunes trivia. And uh, Jeremy's going to lead us in, in just some, some thoughts on Christian music uh, after we've had two guests on uh, talking about that. And Ryan will close us out in Fix Your Eyes. Six in the Mix, a band of brothers talking faith. But we pray to a God uh, who has all power, uh, who is in sovereign control of all events. Fix your eyes, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Family. And my dad, I think, enjoyed that more than, than any of us put together. But every time we'd get around Thanksgiving, he, he would name all of, all of our friends, you know, by name. And uh, it just, it was, that was a great, that was a great time. Sports. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Brett Favre pass. And I'm going to say that one is probably the most perplexing. Would have taken us to the Super Bowl, right? That was the NFC Championship. That's correct. Yeah. So yep. yeah, just like the, the Falcons, Gary Anderson miss. It's just unfortunate. In politics. I was supremely disappointed with the Supreme Court's decision of the healthcare. Join us on our journey. Again, we welcome you to episode 49 of Six in the Mix. As a reminder, please drop comments and topic suggestions onto our Facebook page. That is the best place to get a hold of us. And again, please share the podcast out with somebody who needs to laugh or somebody who needs to be encouraged in Christ. Uh, that would be our great joy uh, to help uh, encourage people on the journey. That's what we're doing with each other. And if we can share it with others, uh, that would be a great joy. So, all right, guys. A lot is going on in the world of politics. And so, again, the say what and amen battle is going to focus on kind of some of the current politics. And I'd, I'd like to maybe talk about kind of your thoughts on, on what's going on in the world, man. It's, it's a wild time. So uh, let's kick it off with a say what battle, because, boy, the, the politicians are saying some wonderful things. Um, so this should be good. Episode 49, say what battle. What? Side wars! So far, the president has done an excellent job uniting our nation and our allies against Putin. This was not an easy job, and the president had to show patience from some who would urge him to do things that would have torn the relationship apart, the European-American relationship. Now, because of the president's strong leadership. What, what the heck are you talking about? because the CDC mask guidance, of course, changed last week today. D.C. officially lifted its indoor mask guidance. Are you going to be wearing a mask tonight? No, I'm not going to be wearing a mask tonight. If I had little children or if I were around little grandchildren, I would, because some of them would not be vaccinated. Bruh. I was able to restore some decency and honor to the office. I was able to bring the middle class back to a place where they had real opportunity, given an even chance to succeed. And I was able to reconstruct our alliances, which had been frayed so badly internationally. And that I was able to uh, um, bring people together. Um, um, 
bring the politics of America together. And, uh, and I think we're making slow progress. Uh, progress on some of these things, but I think that's where we're moving. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Because as we all know, elections matter. And when folks vote, they order what they want, and in this case, they got what they asked for. <laughs> I went off script a little bit. <laughs> what you talking about, mister? Well, I'm scared of what's going to happen in, in Western Europe, too. Yeah. You know, you just you plan a trip. You want to go there. I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of of uh, the pandemic. And now this, you know, it's, yeah. it's like who's going to what's going to happen there? You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. All right, gentlemen. So, a lot of competition. What do you think? Boy, as much as I like, want to say Joy Bayer, that was just one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. But uh, I got to go with uh, Vice President Harris there. She she is one unique individual. I don't think we've ever had anybody like her in office. I mean, she's just she's she's like she's must see TV. I think, I mean, I, I don't know what's coming out of her mouth next. I mean, it's between her and Biden, you know, you're just not sure what's going to happen. And you got, you know, whether sleepy Joe's going to, going to botch somebody's name or say I ran instead of Ukraine and, <laughs> or, or uh, if Kamala Harris is just going to put her foot in her mouth. Like she does every time she's on camera. I mean, it's, it's just, it's nonstop. It's hilarious. It's, it's must see TV. I, I struggled with whether to put that in the say what battle or the amen battle because she's right, right? Elections matter. You got what you asked for, and we don't like it. You know, well, like, is is that not what how most Americans took that? I mean, that yeah. sound clip went out, and they were just like, "You're ex exactly right. right." Well said, Kamala. Well said. I don't think that's what she meant, though, which is why it, it landed in the say what battle. So anyhow, Ryan, what, what do you think, bud? I'm going to go with, for this category, I'm going to go with Joe Biden, our president. And I'll tell you the two things he said that I totally disagree with. The first of which he said something about helping out middle-class Americans. I, I think that's absolutely false. Um, I, I don't think he, I don't think he's done anything of the sort. Um, I understand environmentalist concerns with oil production, uh, though it seems like at this point in time in history, that is something we, we need to be doing um, to counteract what's going on in, in Europe. But um, I've never seen gas prices this high in my life. And you can't tell me that's not, that's not helping impact Americans. So that's the first thing I totally disagree with. The second thing he said is he's unifying our country like never before, whatever, however he said it, he said he's bringing great unity to our country. Well, I'll just point out the vaccine mandate. Uh, that was the antithesis of unifying our country. So um, those, two, those two statements he made, I know he's got to put a lot of nice things together when he answers that question, but I, I did not understand those answers. And I don't know even how he could say with a straight face, those are things he was doing uh, in his first year that were positives. Jeremy, what do you think? 
Yeah, I, I I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Biden as well. Although I think you know Kamala's statement is it, it's so far out there that you know it just it's unbelievable. But but I I also you know agree I agree with Ryan, and not just not just with the points he makes, but um, just in his if if you come to that when you come to that interview as a president, there are things that you promise on your campaign and in your campaign and things that you just have a desire to do that. Um, as a president of the United States, you should have that that are, is right for people, the people of the the U.S. and and there can be some unifying things that take place. But man, I just I struggle to find anything really that has ever brought people together. The ironic thing is that what's happening in Ukraine isn't just bringing people in the U.S. together about the agenda; it's bringing the world together in a way that shocks me. And it almost, uh, it makes me think of, you know, times in Revelation where there is going to be this worldwide connection somehow. And if it's happening right now in Ukraine with the, with the world, even Russians are saying, we don't, we don't agree with this. Um, to, to, to Biden saying, look, I, I'm unifying. There's no, it's not even, it's not even on the scale. So I think it's just fluff. He has to do that interview. And there are going to be about, you know, however many hundreds of people that watch that. But really, everybody else is watching the things that they know um, are true and real and going on and are meaningful. And so for that reason, Biden's my choice. I've, I've got to go with joy like that. Uh, that view is such a, a crazy show. Um, but just the the sheer selfishness of that comment, like forget the 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 geopolitical ramifications forget that 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 tens of millions of people are displaced forget that a a you know a, a almost i mean you could probably call him a dictator is is invading and we're on the cusp of world war three god forbid all that stuff's going on she's got a tuscan villa that she needs to go to and man, can you believe that that's what's you know that is impeding my, i've been patient during the pandemic but now four this, years that, that is just mind-blowing like how <laughs> how do you even think that let alone say it on national tv it's just unbelievable to me joy what okay if you can think that maybe you, you can be personally disappointed but don't don't you know prove it by like i just it's just that that one that one that one took the cake to me <laughs> just just it just sheer it's all about me i could care less about you know, world peace. Uh, I, I just need to get away to my my Italian Tuscan villa. Unbelievable. So, wow, lot lot of good candidates there. All right. So with 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 the things uh, going on in Ukraine, I've been really uh, really impressed and uh, by the President Zelensky and just how he's chosen to communicate and and stay. Uh, I think we've seen in other areas. I think when Afghanistan that whole debacle happened. The president who was there got, you know, he was gone on the on the first plane out of there. But the fact that he's staying and and just what he's what he's rallied his people and really the world, Jeremy. I think your point, I think a lot of that is just seeing the, the heart and the the fight of the Ukrainian people and and their leader is is leading him in that. And so I put together an amen battle uh, with some leaders throughout world history that have shared thoughts during uh, very challenging times. Uh, and and uh, so we've got an amen battle. We've got four candidates. Uh, Zelensky will be one of them. Uh, for those of you listening on audio, uh, 
I got to think of how to do this because it is in, it's got subtitles, but he's speaking in his native tongue. So um, if you're listening to audio only, maybe jump over to Facebook and YouTube and, uh, and check it out. But uh, here we go. Amen battle episode 49. Всім добрий вечір. Лідер фракції тут, голова Офісу Президента тут, прем'єр-міністр Шмигаль тут, Подоляк тут, президент тут. Всі ми тут, наші військові тут, громадяни суспільства тут, всі ми тут. Захищаємо нашу незалежність, нашу державу. І так буде і далі. Слава нашим захисникам, слава нашим захисницям. Слава Україні! 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 We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. And if, which I do not for a moment believe, this island, or a large part of it, was subjugated and starving. Then our empire, beyond the seas, armed and guarded by the British fleet, would carry on the struggle until, in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of the old. Behind me stands a wall that encircles the free sectors of this city, part of a vast system of barriers that divides the entire continent of Europe. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now, we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated 
can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that that nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate. We cannot consecrate. We cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here. But it can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead, we take increased devotion to that cause for which they here gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. So which one of those uh, courageous leaders uh, stood out to you? Well, I have to say with your tip of the hat with Zelensky being one of them, I guess the other three and um, Did you? It's, you nailed it's, it? not, it's not too hard to grab <laughs> those other three um, in, in, in world history. Um, that's a, that's a hard call to make just because of the avenues of and eras they were giving those, those speeches in. I am moved by the very present uh, war that is upon us and some of those images that are coming across the airwaves. In stark contrast to what we have in our leadership, I don't think I'm going to go with Zelensky, though, uh, and I'm not going to go with Churchill, not because I don't like his speech or what that, that war uh, represented and meant. I just have an affinity and affection for the Gettysburg Address in Lincoln and that, that epoch of time. And the things that were said there, particularly the fact that they could not, he, he would not hallow the ground. It was already hallowed by those who gave their lives. That to me, that, that shakes me, that, that moves me to my core. And to this day, I, I do believe that those who have given their lives um, really do uh, mark our territory. And they, they, they're the ones that the reason that our flag flies and the reason for our freedom. So I'm going to go with the Gettysburg, Gettysburg address um, in hands down. Don, what do you think? Well, I got to go with, uh, with uh, president Reagan. Um, 
just the just the fact that he's standing there um, urging Russia to to tear down that wall, you know, and uh, and just the fact that Mother Russia is trying to return to its old roots now through President Putin and um, the dictatorship, the authoritarianism that he is representing is hearkening back to his old days in the KGB era that he was so <laughs> prominent in and trying to return Mother Russia to its glory. And I think it leads us to a very, very uh, desperate situation that we're in now. And so I think President Reagan was, uh, boy, that, yeah, that couldn't have, couldn't have been more, uh, more apropos with those words right, right now. So you, you talk about, you know, unifying people and influential on a world stage. Ronald Reagan was, I think I was oh, yeah. reading up a little bit on just the background of it. Uh, and I think Gorbachev was going to be there in the next couple of days. So it wasn't just a, a call to him, you know, as he's in Russia and, and Reagan was in Germany, but he's calling him out. Basically, hey, you're coming here in a couple of days. You've got a job to do. And I'm influencing you to do this job to unite, unite Germany and not have it be this, um, you know, East versus West. Yeah, that, that was pretty incredible. Well, I think for me, uh, just thinking about the context within each one of these speeches, they're all kind of unique in their own way. I, I see the, the biggest similarity between Zelensky and Churchill uh, because mm -hmm. the people there were being bombed in both, right. both places. It was, it was a war and they are showing tremendous leadership uh, sticking around and trying to encourage the people uh, with, with this just, I mean, Zelensky, it wasn't like a great speech, but the fact that, hey, I'm here, I'm with you. I know you're here with me. We're going to fight. That's leadership. That was, that was great to see, but uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to agree with Don on this one. And, and you all probably remember when we talked about our favorite presidents in our lifetime, um, mine was Reagan. And to, to your points, the last 30 years, we have enjoyed a life of not too much concern uh, thinking about the Soviet Union and the great uh, consequence um, that communism brought to Europe. Of course, we've got a communist China right now, but a lot of that is due to Ronald Reagan and that speech. I mean, those six words, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this, this wall. I mean, that's, that's gonna be one of the great lines. He's not only inspiring the crowd there, but he's actually telling a dictator, a foreign leader what to do. And a lot of times in our culture today, it's just easy not to say anything, not to, not to offend. Um, he's telling them, this is what you need to do. And lo and behold, it wasn't, it wasn't too much long after that uh, communism fell in Europe, which was, which was great for the world. Yeah. Really good thoughts. I, you know, Jeremy, I, I agree with you. He, Lincoln is a close second for me. Um, obviously with, if it's our nation, you know, clearly that, you know, that takes a, the cake even above uh, Reagan's speech just because of what was going on. And, well, you talk about uh, the pressure he was under and trying to unify two peoples under one nation that had, had totally different views. That was pretty incredible. But I think just with the recency of what's going on, Zelensky is going to get my vote. Um, you know, you think about all the, the world leaders on the stage today and just, you know, the different focuses that obviously we, we've got questions on and concerns about. It kind of reminds me of that song, Where is a Gideon? And when you see Zelensky, you know, in, in Kiev, 
um, with his cabinet saying, hey, I'm going to stay and fight. I don't need a ride out of here. I need ammunition. I need planes. I need this. I need that. Um, you know, granted, he, I, I'm not sure his faith uh, journey or, or where he's at, but you talk about a man of courage. You talk about a Gideon in, in the sense that he is doing what's right. Uh, I just, I just pray that, that, that God obviously had him, God has him in position of authority in Ukraine. And I just pray that, um, you know, that, that he would just work in a supernatural way, you know, through the president, through the Ukrainian people and all the other, you know, um, you know, military and such to, to avert what's happening. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. So I guess, what do you guys think? You know, we, we talked a little bit about it, obviously with what's going on, but I mean, you know, we've had the, the Iraq war, I guess, back when we were younger. Um, not sure that we really felt that that was going to lead lead to a whole lot i mean it was i remember watching as a kid you know that that it was on the news every night and we we would watch and it was just odd you know the scud missiles i remember hearing about the scud missiles and how we would take those down and seeing those and just you know, just kind of an awe of of i think that was what schwarzkopf was the big general there and just it just sure. that's the first time i've seen that um but um you know with what's going on now like with the nuclear stuff you just this guy's unhinged so what, what are you guys thoughts as far as, as far as, you know, what's happening here, your families, uh, what is this world stage? Yeah, how does this relate to what the God's doing in the world? What do you think? Well, before, before these guys answer with probably an answer to your question, I want to give you kudos for, I didn't know they had audio back in Lincoln's time that we got, we got to hear Lincoln. That was really good. I, I, I didn't know yep. that was even, even a thing, but kudos yeah, that, to you. Had the, yeah, 1080p video. It was it was pretty solid. You know, they had cameras front and back, panning the crowd. It was pretty yeah, pretty solid. I, I did I had to work hard, but I dug it up. Oh, well done, well done. <laughs> the the other thing I was just going to say about your choice with Zelensky is, I would say if we were thinking about the most surprising leadership response, he definitely gets my vote. Wasn't he a comedian like two years ago? Yeah, well, I I don't know. Yeah, he was a comedian. I'm not sure that I'm not sure how recent it was, but yeah, that's yeah. how he. He was a comedian. That's what he did. Yeah, actor it's, and right. It's just remarkable that he's like got Reagan, this, though, right? Like yeah, Reagan, like like Reagan. But but Reagan had a lot of formative years of politics mm. uh, to get him to the position. But this guy was a comedian just last week, and now he's showing this amazing leadership and courage. I got to say that's that's impressive. Yeah, so, but but leader, leadership when it comes to leadership, when you're under adversity like he is in the war that he is, that that brings a quick somberness and a quick quick maturity. And either you're going to have it or you're not going to have it. And I, I, I think that's why the world is amazed at what he's doing and in awe and respecting that. And that's why I think the growing threat against Putin worldwide is getting extremely heavy to bear. I just wonder how long Putin's going to be able to handle this. And yeah, Matt, you said unhinged. And really, when are the screws going to fall off to the place that he's going to make some really critical errors uh, I think he's already started to perhaps uh, with some strategy war strategists that are, you know, commentating on things, but, you know, there is going to be, there is going to be a time where it's all going to come down to a battle. There is, there is going to be somebody taken out. There's going to be something that will cause that to happen. Um, Zelensky is, is, uh, he, he has been put in that position and um, man, he's, he's scoring really well on the worldwide stage right now. I'm, uh, I'm watching this very closely just because also uh, of the effect that uh, NATO has on this and all these NATO countries surrounding Ukraine are now 
quote unquote in the in the crosshairs whether they whether they realize it or not it just takes one stray uh missile to to land in uh romania or something like that and for then uh for then biden to be called out on his promise that he will defend every square inch of nato i mean that's right now, Un- now, unleash on unleash yeah. yeah i mean now 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 we've got you know we're just <laughs> it just seems like we are just centimeters away from from you know world war three and and uh it is a it's it's crazy to think um to think to watch these images coming out of ukraine i mean i was it was just surreal i was watching it uh went over that that was like thursday night because i was i was watching it on youtube as the tanks roll in from russia into ukraine i was just like it was just surreal i was like i couldn't believe it i was like this is really happening and and you know today's in today's age where everything is captured on somebody's cell phone or somebody you know and, and then transmitted immediately to youtube it's just incredible just it was just surreal watching it happen uh on youtube it was just crazy have have any of you guys considered the the war that's like the invisible war all of the stuff that's going on with the you know the sabotage with the hackers and all of these things i mean that has got to be huge and we just don't feel the effects at least i don't think i do i don't know what that all is or where they're targeting the hackers are targeting against Russia. Russia's going against, I mean, I know there was a hack in Ukraine. There was some things that they couldn't do. Their bank cards went down for a while. They couldn't access money, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, to me, that's the new war, you know, right? That That's, that's the way that, you know, things are going to be just shut off and how these companies can just on a dime, shut it down. I mean, they have nothing. They can't access food water heat nothing fuel can't get it Whoa. it was crazy it was crazy to me to watch these russian oligarchs uh get their yachts confined i mean they just case people just came in take over their yachts you know these yep. russian oligarchs we, we're, we're taking over your yachts i mean i find that a little scary just because okay oh, yeah. one i mean i don't know what the privatization privatization laws are in in like within russia but i mean even my wife was sending me uh you know how uh, scrum.org you know is like a uh i believe it's in a, a u.s company but they weren't gonna be uh that's like a um you know i don't know if it's, it's a it's a company terms where or a theology type of thing where scrums and and things like that it's a it's a a business world uh t- terminology thing you know and and so they offer these trainings and stuff like that and they're not offering them to people in russia because of what's happening it's just like what's what's happening here are we <laughs> i mean i was i was like is this is this you know is this acceptable can we really do this can we just shut off all of your russia and and you know all the people that are still living in there and um i don't know about you but i first thing when i saw this happening i went to amazon and i ordered me a uh of what they call a cold storage wallet to house my uh my my crypto on because they can just go in and, <laughs> and and take that now that i've got this on now i got all my crypto right on here on this little little device they can't come get it i can just plug it in and i mean it's just i'm 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 seriously this is this has got me got me thinking about you know how easy it is for government just to come in and wipe you out and just wipe everything and, and out. there is there's no question in my mind why immediately to buy a loaf of bread 
a pound of gold or more will be necessary even to get the bare necessities because it's going to yeah. drive people to absolute desperation and it, it yeah. is right now that's yeah. unbelievable how many pounds of doge will it cost to get you a <laughs> loaf of bread yeah i've got all the doge jeremy got has my doge right here jeremy's got to have two of those he's got so much doge it won't fit so all on much. one he's got two of them <laughs> got it all <laughs> to the moon hey is that coming up again the moon you know not to get off topic but yeah, to the moon day is that coming up in march or april so yeah be a, i guess if you got any extra money after the gas prices then maybe maybe <laughs> right. now's, now's the time i but invested yeah. in i invested in a bunch of those stickers uh, of biden saying i did that you know i've got a, i've got a pile of stickers i'm going to be lighting lighting up every gas station i go to with those i can tell you that every every grocery store i'm going to be popping that on the meat section everywhere hey, it's going to be fantastic get, get this my wife was just in arizona for just a, just a day and she said she went to the fuel gas station. She rented a car, went to the gas station, had to fuel up. She said that those were stick stickered everywhere. Okay. <laughs> Listen, that's that's huge because you, you know who's who lives there. You know yeah. who yeah. lives there. And it is everywhere. She's like, I couldn't believe it. And I said, I can't either. I can't, I mean, I can, but I I'm what they think is happening at the border and how they're wrangling people for, you know, it's just, it's, it's falling apart. You got what you, you got what you, maybe yeah, right, yeah. well said, Kamala, well said. Yeah. Elect, yeah. Elections do matter. So do you guys think, I mean, real quick, just go around the board. Do you think we, we will be in world war three uh, within the next, you know, several months or, you know, calendar year? I mean, do you think this thing will escalate to a world war three level? Yes or no? Oh man. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to say no. I think uh, cooler heads will prevail. I think, uh, I think things will, I think things will calm down. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm going to, I'm going to go with no. I say, I say, yes, we're already in it in many ways because it is a worldwide thing. So I'm, I'm saying, yes, this will go back down to history and people will look back and go, Oh, this country did this NATO was involved, but all these, and, and everybody's, you know, quiet, but we're not quiet. It's, it's world war three. It is. It's a version of it. This is like a calling your shot. Almost. Yeah, maybe it is impromptu calling an, your shot. An impromptu calling your shot. Boy, I wasn't ready to think about this question. And I am going to share a little bit more of my thoughts in the devotional, but, um, to answer your question, if I were to say yes or no, I'd probably lean no, even though just hearing you guys talk about previous world wars, you think about World War One sparked by, I think with Don, you saying a spray, you know, a stray bullet, even though that was a targeted bullet by an assassin killing uh, Archduke Ferdinand. So that, that started World War One, And then the invasion of Poland started World War Two. So we already have the invasion. If we get that stray bullet or the wrong person killed, it, it, it could be World War Three you know, kind of combining both World War One and Two, but I, I don't think so. And uh, again, I'll, I'll, I'll share a little bit more later. Yeah, for, for me, this does feel different. I, you know, being the optimistic guy, I'm going to say no, but yeah, it's, it's hard to argue with what Jeremy is, uh, is kind of challenging that we may already be in it. Um, you know, it's, it's a different feel than any other thing, in, at least in my lifetime. Uh, might be interested to, to hear other thoughts, maybe of those who uh, we're closer to World War II. It, it, did it feel like that? You know, I, not that too many are, you know, around or alive now, but it's just, you know, maybe historians could give us some some feedback on that. But 
Uh, obviously, as we as we think about those things, pray for the people of Ukraine, pray for strength. Uh, you know, obviously, we would pray that God would uh, overthrow Russia and, and and put it back in its place and and bring justice soon. But um, yeah, just pray for all the people that are just. Uh, can you imagine if that happened and you're you're running for your lives, you're sending your your family away, and you're going to fight? I just it just it, it's it's unbelievable. Well, yeah, I mean, we hear about all the people leaving. I mean, they're they're. Does this mean they're, ha they're having to find a new home permanently, potentially in Europe? Maybe. And you know, all these guys that have to stay back and fight. I played tennis with a guy the other night and he said, yeah, just think about all the fatherless homes there are probably going to be after this. I mean, that's just, that's a yeah. tragedy of epic mm -hmm. proportions. Yeah. All these fatherless homes that are likely to take place in Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. A lot, a lot of consequence going on. You know, maybe by the time this, uh, podcast comes out hopefully there is more resolution to it or it could be worse than uh, where it's at but just continue to pray for for what's going on there so all right don uh i think you had something uh, you want to share you want to kind of tee it up for us yeah so i remember if you guys i don't remember if we go back with me to uh november 6 2020 um and uh we had a podcast that night and I think we had a sage or some might call him a prophet came on the podcast and expounded on the media's censorship of Biden's administration's alleged, alleged I should say, illegal business dealings. And uh, he passionate delivered a piece on the upcoming election between Biden and Trump. He even spoke about voter fraud and the inaccuracies of the democratic system of government, both in the state and the local, or if I should say federal level. He even went as far as to say that this was just the beginning. Now, the beginning of what, you might ask? What could the COVID pandemic, the replacement of the Trump administration, and the rise of President Biden have to do with anything? let alone be a part of something as I described in episode 12 is something far more sinister than any of us can imagine. Now, around that same time, I believe of that podcast, I learned about something else and, we, and it's called the Great Reset and the World Economic Forum. And you may remember their famous slogan. It was, they, uh, their slogan was build back better. Now, Oh, oh, wait, wait, wasn't that President Biden's campaign slogan? Um, oh, maybe that one was just made famous by him. Well, or what if he just stole it from the World Economic Forum? Shouldn't they get the credit? How did that happen? Oh, I think it just might have been a coincidence. I don't know. Now, Klaus Schwab, he's the leader of the World Economic Forum, and, and you might be familiar with his work. He came up with the classic line, in 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy about it. Now, coincidentally, and these coincidences are soon starting to become so obvious that they're not so coincidental, because this lunatic also wrote a book called COVID-19, The Great Reset. And by the way, it was published on July 9th, 2020. <laughs> Talk about good timing. Maybe just another coincidence, maybe. I don't know. Uh, now, I encourage you guys, uh, everyone, to you know, take a serious, serious look at the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset, because some of this, I admit, sounds like a conspiracy theory. And as you guys all, you roll your eyes about it, you know, here goes Don on his, on his uh, another conspiracy <laughs> rant here. 
I once heard the good Dr. Zelinsky, uh, famous for saving thousands of COVID-19 patients with his uh, Z-Stack protocol. He says, what's the difference between a conspiracy theory and a conspiracy reality? He said, about six to 12 months. (laughs) Meaning the truth comes out and all of a sudden it's reality, right? I would also encourage you guys to watch uh, a YouTuber. His name is Awaken with JP. He's like the YouTube version of the Babylon V B, you know, he interjects humor and satire in with truth and facts. And, and, and I have a clip of his, of his latest video. He just put out a video a couple of days ago. It's called, uh, is Klaus Schwab, the most dangerous man in the world. And, uh, Matt, could you roll the tape on this little clip here? We got, I got prepared for you. Here we go. A great lineup. But my favorite economic forum speaker of all time is this reptile, Klaus Schwab's top advisor, Dr. Yuval Noah Harari. Let's see what he has to say. Data might enable human elites to do something even more radical than just build digital dictatorships. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. Elites hacking organisms and re-engineering life itself? Well, he's not talking about doing that to people, is he? Now, in the past, many tyrants and governments wanted to do it, but nobody understood biology well enough, and nobody had enough computing power and data to hack millions of people. Neither the Gestapo nor the KGB could do it. But soon, at least some corporations and governments will be able to systematically hack all the people. I guess he was talking about doing that to people, all people to be specific. And if indeed we succeed in hacking and engineering life, this will be not just the greatest revolution in the history of humanity. This will be the greatest revolution in biology since the very beginning of life four billion years ago. For 4 billion years, nothing fundamental changed. Not playing God, are you? Because that usually works out super well. Science (laughs) is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some God above the clouds. Oh, you are playing God. Say more. But our intelligent design and the intelligent design of our clouds, the IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud, these are the new driving forces of evolution. Gosh, you wouldn't by chance have a plan in place on how to control people with your cloud technology, would you? And that plan isn't by chance already being implemented, is it? Today, we have the technology to hack human beings on a massive scale. Oh, so you could implement it. In this time of crisis, you have to follow science. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Sounds familiar. And I guess you are implementing it already. Didn't anyone bother telling this guy not to say any of this out loud on camera? It's, it's just, it's a lot of evidence. Surveillance, people could look back in a hundred years and identify the coronavirus epidemic as the moment when a new regime of surveillance took over, especially surveillance under the skin. My brain, my body, my life, does it belong to me or to some corporation or to the government or perhaps 
to the human collective. This guy's revealing the whole plan. He's gonna ruin it. The World Economic Forum, out for the good of humanity. You'll own nothing, not even your own DNA, if we have our way. No, I know that was um, that was all that was all clips from the World Economic Forum, mind you. Okay, this was a, these are not just uh, this guy. This guy is an actual advisor to Klaus Schaub. Uh, uh, even uh, President Barack Obama has quoted him from time to time back in the day. And uh, uh, I know that you know. Last time we got uh, last time we got into some, some trouble. Uh, I think it was episode forty-seven. We got uh, we got into some trouble. Um, and I know, Ryan, your esteemed uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Z-Dog MD, uh, I know we'll quote his studies about how there's you know, no proof of mass side effects caused by swapping out our DNA with an mRNA vaccine. But with all respect to Dr. Z-Doge, uh, his conclusions <laughs> are based off of studies that provide no real verifiable evidence that these side effects will actually begin to occur in the future. But in his defense, I mean, we just don't know that either. I mean, or do we? I mean, is the mounting evidence that continues to come out about these vaccines? I mean, I don't know. But I'm done relying on reports from the mainstream media about COVID or, for that matter, the Ukraine-Russian war. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of this one yet, but uh, over the weekend, my favorite uh, former Newsmax reporter, Emerald Robinson, uh, you know, the Luciferin uh, debacle. Oh, uh, now um, we're, we're banned again. <laughs> 49 is, is doomed. YouTube, strike two. Do it. Well, well, it just so happens she reported that the, the Blaze Media, that's Glenn Beck's organization, he did a FOIA request, okay? A FOIA request. Now, a FOIA request is a Freedom of Information Act. And in that request that they just recovered, uh, uh, that request uh, is, it, it states that the entire corporate media, and that includes Fox, took money from the Biden administration to push the vaccines to their audience without disclosing it. Coincidence? I have another one. I mean, I think I believe that's what they call propaganda in the biz. You know, I'm saying all this because the coincidences just keep piling up. Um, and at some point we have to say, okay, there is something far more sinister at work here. And I truly believe this is a spiritual uh, war between good and evil darkness and light and the more truth is revealed and the more light exposes the darkness true seekers christians must not only defend the truth but come to grips with the darkness that's revealed my daughter uh lillian she had to choose a speech uh and memorize it for school and she was practicing it for me this past week the the speech was the perils of indifference by eli weissel who uh, delivered this on April 12th, 1999. He's a Holocaust survivor, also an author, famous author, 40 of like some 57 books. He, uh, again, he, he, he made this speech uh, in front of the Clintons in 99. And let me just read a little expert of, ex, excerpt of it. He says, in a way, to be indifferent to that suffering is what makes the human being inhuman. Indifference, after all, is far more dangerous than anger and hatred. Anger can at times be creative. One writes a great poem, a great symphony, 
has done something special for the sake of humanity, humanity because one is angry at the injustice that one witnesses. But indifference is never creative. Even hatred at times may elicit a response. You fight it, you denounce it, you disarm it. Indifferent elicits no response. Indifference is not a response. Indifference is not a beginning. It is an end. And therefore, indifference is always the friend of the enemy, for it benefits the aggressor, never the victim whose pain is magnified when he or she feels forgotten. The political prisoner in his cell, the hungry children, the homeless refugees, not to respond to their plight, not to relieve their solitude by offering them a spark of hope is to exile them from human memory. And in denying their humanity, we betray our own. Indifference, then, is not only a sin, it's a punishment. Now, gentlemen, help me help me out here. Am I, am, am I lost in the grips of conspiracy theories? Or at what point do I say enough is enough? Do I have to take up what's what I'm seeing, what I'm reading, what I'm hearing about? And at what point do we just sit back and I mean, do we do we do we act on these things? Or do we just let them all play out? Because we know that in the end, God is in control of all things. Help me out here. Well, Don, let me let me ask let me ask you. What is your gut instinct? My I gut mean, instinct. As, as you sit here, what's your gut telling you? Yep, my gut instinct is we bomb the bejesus out of out of Russia because this is ridiculous, right? I mean, we've saw we see it. We, we see it happening. We've seen this happen before. You know, what, what do they say? History has a, has a habit of repeating, re repeating itself. I mean, I mean, who, who would have thought that, yeah, Germany, uh, a dictator by the name of Hitler would have, you know, came into Poland and, and decided, oh, well, we'll just let that one roll off her back. And then all of a sudden now we, we, we've got, we've got, a, we've got a, a genocide on our hands. I mean, I just, I just can't, stand this indifference to watching what's happening in Ukraine. Now, do we believe all that's what's happening in Ukraine? I think there's very, there, there is something very, um, very beneficial to, you know, have a critical mind as, as to what we're seeing and what we're hearing in Ukraine. Um, do I believe it all? I don't know. I should, I believe it all. I don't think I should. Something tells me that there's something else going on here. But I don't know. I mean, I just think that that there is something more going on here. And I feel like like we are at a precipice where are we going to be in another uh, Adolf Hitler moment where we say we should have gone in earlier? Yeah, well, I, I, I also think that some of what you just said fleshes out and we see the response, and I've mentioned this already in this podcast worldwide. The response is yes, do something. The response is yes, we are going to we are going to be there. I think because war today and governments today are so sophisticated, and the the relationships that are so oh man complicated, I'll use that word. Uh, it becomes very difficult for for you and I to go and pick up an arm and go over and 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 you know take out Russians. Um, or or Putin or whoever you know whatever I mean to do that is is difficult to 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 you know actually put a tangible motion or a move to, 
But I do think to your, your um, point and the speech that uh, your daughter is going to give, which you should, you should record that. And then we should play that on this podcast <laughs> um, is that there, there is a natural response to these hardships and, and it's ridiculous that, that nothing has been done uh, in an aggressive way uh, in U- or to Russia for Ukraine. I think the heartbeat of those who are free thinkers, who want freedom, who want kids, children, uh, wives and husbands to live in homes that are safe and all, you know, all of that, grandparents to have you know, legacies to, to be able to watch the grandchildren that is being taken away from those who are in Ukraine and other places too. Um, uh, there needs to be a correction. A correction, of course, it needs to be very quick. So for us to do something, yeah, hard. Um, does the world respond in a way that is um, that direction? Yeah. And we need to put pressure on, on our politicians to say, do something about it. Do something about it. I listened to the that advisor to the World Economic Forum. I can't remember his name and probably couldn't say. Klaus Schwab. Klaus yeah. Schwab. Or, or the oh, advisor. No, the, yep. the yep. advisor. Yep. Okay. Yep, what yep. he said to me was a mix of Frank Peretti meets the Matrix meets the Tower of Babel. Um, you kind of think about, you kind of think about, you know, at the Tower of Babel that you know before all the, you know, the, all the languages were made, they were coming together and again debate on what you know what God meant by hey if there's if there if we don't confuse the languages there's nothing they can do but they their goal I think ultimately their goal was to go up to heaven. And again, similar to the sin of Lucifer, I want to exalt myself up. I can do all this stuff uh, on my own. And you kind of see that. And when you start talking about the hacking of people to the point where you can manipulate their choices, that is incredibly, incredibly scary. Um, and that is, you know, that's, I mean, you're getting into the heart of you know, the DNA, you know, the, the imprint of God in every one of us. Um, you know, his design, the, the, the image of God and to be able to go in and, and manipulate choice. Um, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to, to think that God would allow that to happen. Uh, if, if, if it, if it's even possible, uh, how they would do that again, I'm not a, I'm not a tech guy, so I'm sure at some point we'll, there'd be some breakthrough there, you know, with cloning, right. You remember cloning back in the day, that was going to be the great, Oh, now these, you know, Perhaps if we clone humans, they wouldn't have souls and it would be this alternate race and, and those types of things. But yeah, if you can, you don't even have to do that. You just go in and you can program people. That is, that's incredible. And the question that, he, that posed that was most striking to me was who owns you? Like, is it the government? Is it a corporation? And almost like he was making the point, like, Hey, if I've got the power, I can control you. You, you are not your own. Um, and so that uh, it, it, it does, it does give a lot of pause and reason to think. Um, ultimately, I go back to, uh, you know, what Paul said, I think in Ephesians, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wicked and wickedness in high places. Therefore, let's put on this armor and let's stand in that. Uh, because again, uh, no one is, is stronger than the Lord and he provides supernatural armor and supernatural salvation to, to, to protect us in this wicked world. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's a very interesting to see what people want to do. Don, are you, based upon the couple of things you shared there, I'm going to just kind of do some deductive reasoning here. Are you saying that with my mRNA vaccine, they are able to program me now? I'm not saying that, no. Am I saying that they could do that, could have this ability in the future? Yes, I do. 
Do I think that because you are vaccinated, there is something in you that they can switch on and off or whatever? I don't think so. No, of course, I think that's ridiculous. But I do believe that, like I said earlier, there's something far more sinister going on here. And I think we need to be, uh, and like I said, this is a battle between uh, truth and light. This is a battle between uh, good and evil. Well, and, and, and the reality is that you, if, you, if you're the evil, you have to start somewhere and, right. and, and you have to find your in. W what is that? Um, I, I agree. I think, Don, I think you're right on. I think there's, there are steps to this uh, calculated and very um, intentional uh, system of the world. And I think they're finding their, their cracks uh, to insert and to be and to try and mess with. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's mm -hmm. scary. It is scary. And, and I think of all of the players that are involved, these are the elites. These are the Bill Gates. This Bill Gates is a very big stamp on the World Economic Forum. And it's uh, almost ironic that the guy who's inventing uh, viruses to protect us from, from uh, computer viruses is now in the business of you know, actual viruses that me and you are trying to battle uh, in our in our in our in our bodies. Uh, how does that? How does that? Uh, how, what is? What business does he have as a uh, <laughs> dabbling in that? Uh, it makes me question a lot. And he's not the only one. I mean, uh, this World Economic Forum is an absolute uh, cesspool of of elitists that are that are in in uh, cahoots with each other and in a, I, I believe are the very essence of evil and are taking are taking our world uh, and and trying to bend it to, to their will and they have an agenda that is beyond anything we could think of I, it, it's brilliant if if I'm giving them lots of credit trust me I am I because I think for once for one thing we have to respect what they're doing because if we don't respect what they're doing then then uh, you know then we're just going to overlook them and we're not going to do anything about it when 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 the time comes but I think there is something sinister going on here and I want to I want to make make it known I want to get it out there I want people to look into it I don't trust me don't believe me by any means don't take whatever I'm saying as, as, as truth by any means. Figure it out. Go out and look up for yourself what's happening and what I'm seeing and what I'm reading. And please tell me I'm wrong because I'm just, I'm just the more I uncover, the more, the more I, I, I realize that there is a huge spiritual battle going on here. And it is, and it, our lives are in the balance here. Uh, I mean, World War III is nothing compared to what's, what's coming now. Yeah, when, when JP first mentioned, introduced that advisor to Klaus, I believe he called him a reptile. And I, uh, my first instinct was, that's kind of harsh. But then he started talking. I'm like, oh, I, I, okay, I can kind of see it. Do you guys ever watch that show back in the 80s called V? Oh, yeah. They were humans and then they would tear off and they were actually lizards underneath this human skin. Yes. And so I'm, that whole picture is merging in my mind like, wow, this is, this is crazy. But I, yeah. I am thankful, Don, for, for you and your, your passion about finding out the truth and people like JP. I mean, this, this is necessary work because going all the way back to the Tower of Babel, 
the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. And that, that still it hasn't changed for humanity. So you know anything's possible. And the fact that they're taking that intelligent design now and kicking God completely out of that phrase, that tells you all you need to know. Well, let's get some people on our, on you know, who listen to this to comment on our page and let's, let's get some, let's get some of their comments on this. What do you, what do you think, listener, those of you who are uh, into this, give us your comments and we'll toss it around a little bit more. Maybe we'll quote you on the uh, podcast here. So anyway, I see, I see Don loving that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Please tell me I'm on the loony bin. I mean, I mean, I'm one step away from the loony bin. Please tell me because I would, I would take that for what, what's coming instead. Uh, well, good, good discussion guys, man, a lot's going on in, in the world and a lot to think about uh, keeping us sharp, keeping us, uh, keeping us focused. So it's a really good discussion there. Hopefully that's encouraged you as a listener to, to continue to persevere, continue to seek out the truth. Uh, what is What does that old proverb say? Buy truth and do not sell it. You know, right. Uh, Proverbs twenty three twenty three. Hey, nice job, Jeremy. That's uh, that's it. It's the truth is uh, truth is what what is truth? Everybody says they have truth, but um, Jesus is the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So, uh, thankfully, we've got an anchor in this storm for sure. So. All right, Jeremy, take us uh, take us to a, uh, a perhaps a little bit funner, lighter topic as yeah. we get into calling your shot. NCAA, we are going to talk about the big dance, and we are going to do a calling your shot that's basically going to decide for the four of us who's going to walk away with that tournament trophy. So in our calling your shot, pick your NCAA champion right now. And we're gonna we're gonna see how close we are. Um, I know there are some that probably have maybe done a little research to think through some scenarios and whatever. But we all know that man, watching that tournament is there is nothing there. There's nothing that is secure. There is you just it's the hottest team on that night is gonna win. And um, man, we can see some unbelievable upsets. I really hope that the tournament is great, that the games are super close. I love that because then it makes every game like you know the championship and uh, you just get into it. Uh, my family is ready to go with this. We are, we are dialed in and uh, I'm looking forward to it. My son's basketball season just ended this weekend. And so now we can stop traveling and stop going places and we can just kind of hang out and watch some basketball instead of uh, be part of that whole gym life scenario. So uh, I'm going to start with Ryan. We're going to go to Matt and then Don. I'll finish up calling your shot NCAA. Who wins the big dance? Ryan, go ahead. As you all know, at least these three guys know, I'm a diehard Indiana Hoosiers fan. And I, up to about a week ago, felt confident they would be returning to the NCAA dance and, um, depending on how they were playing, I would have loved to pick them because they, they've got some nice players, a new coach. and uh, But of course, in a typical format, they, uh, they've they choked down the stretch. And I, I don't think they're going to be made, short of winning the Big Ten tournament, I don't think they're going to make it. And when my team doesn't make it, I lose a lot of interest in the tournament. Um, so having said that, I have not seen a whole lot of teams play. When I was you know, 11, 12 years old, I, I would just stay up all night. I mean, I would buy the USA today. I, I would just get into this tournament. It was so much fun. I, I know I'd watch Dickie V every time they had a college game <laughs> night. I mean, uh, Bill Raftery, I loved all those guys. Oh. But those were some some great memories. But now as an adult with kids, I just don't have the time to sit around and watch college basketball every, every night. So 
I'm going to be honest on the, on the uh, front end here and say, I don't know the team super well, but I'm going to use some logic. I think there are a couple teams out West that I was tempted to pick Gonzaga and um, Arizona uh, where Jeremy's from. Uh, they look like they're having some good years, but really I, I can't remember the last time uh, a West coast team has won. They just, they, they seem to look good during the regular season and they kind of, they kind of fade. I think I picked Gonzaga last year, but they, they, they choked. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to actually go with the team. I, I, I don't even know one player on the team, but based because they're not out West and they look like they've played some, some, uh, some good teams. They've held up well against competition this year. I'm going to pick Auburn uh, and I'm going to go with uh, Charles Barkley's alma mater and pick uh, the Auburn Tigers to win it all this year. All right, Auburn. I thought maybe you were going to go with, you know, the sleeper Murray State, who's buried in the, you know, annals of conferences there or something. Oh, uh, all right. We'll take that. Matt, how about you? Well, my Minnesota Golden Gophers started off the season well. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. They're, they're, I'd love to see them make a run in the Big Ten tournament, but they're a couple of years away. Uh, yeah, they peaked uh, much too early. I, 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 like Ryan, have not watched a lot of college basketball. It would be interesting, you know, it'd be wild to see Duke win it just, you know, just to kind of send Coach K off. That would be just absolutely iconic. But I, I don't see you know, Duke typically, you know, they, they, they just can't finish it all the time. And I, I just, I don't think they'll do it. I would like to see Gonzaga win it. Um, you know, they've, they've been so good for so long and they've, uh, they just not, figured it out they should have figured it out last year um but would really like to see gonzaga win so i'm, I'm, I'm gonna pick gonzaga all right fair fair shot they're up there in the rankings for sure the, there's no doubt about that and they got um, the, they got chet didn't they have chet holmgren from uh from from minnesota like he was the top i think the top recruit so there's there's some okay. minnesota ties and their guard they were both both from what was that uh that was from minnehaha academy so Chet Holmgren came from there, and then I'm forgetting the guard's name that came. Just a smooth player. When I came up to the high school basketball tournament back when he was a freshman and sophomore, I mean, he was dominating. He could have played in college at as a freshman in high school. And as a sophomore did he go to the pros already? Didn't yes. He... Yeah, he was one and done with Gonzaga. What was yeah. his name? Man, Suggs. Uh, yes, Suggs. yes. Yeah, Jalen Suggs, right? Yeah, he there was great. Go. And then you had big Chet Holmgren down low, and they had a couple other really good players too. They were and they they were like two A in Minnesota, which was just absolutely unfair. They just <laughs> rocked everybody. Um, it was fun. It was kind of dunk fest to watch him go. But there, there's some Minnesota connections too, so I, I'd love to see him win. Yeah, mini haha turns out some some players. Oh man. wow, when they you just, can recruit, yeah, it's yeah, you can, you can get some unbelievable. Great All right, so Gonzaga. All right, Don, how about you? You know, I think um, when I, when I try to, I've been trying to keep a closer eye on college basketball, just because for whatever reason, I just feel like it's been more exciting this year in college basketball, just because of the parody. Um, there are just so many good teams out there and, and they all seem to be like in the, in the same tier for some reason. I mean, I think this is going to be one spectacular uh, uh, March Madness uh, month and it's going to be that's going to be fun to watch i think we're in store for a, a great time and i love the fact one that i'm working from home 
and able to watch every game that's available. <laughs> that is, wait, 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 going it's going to be fantastic god um, is good isn't it can, amen brother amen hey, brother. can you stream that so i can get it i don't have cable i don't have youtube i don't have i don't have i have no paid subscriptions and i can't watch the stupid stuff online I, it just drives me nuts i have to go over to you know relatives or friends house and beg them hey you guys watching the game you're like yeah yeah can i okay i'm coming over I don't have a paid subscription either, but for some reason they just magically appear on my my t- television sets. Uh, uh. <laughs> Coming soon from Don: How to defraud both your employer and the cable company. <laughs> yeah, our, our list. Our Six list in the mix. Comment on that. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Cheapers, Jeremy. To your point, though, I think now again I've not watched it a lot, but. The app that they have, like the NCAA tournament March Madness app, yeah, does allow you to watch a lot of games. Now, I don't know. Sometimes, like the NFL, they prevent you from casting to your TV. No, but you wait, can watch see, on an iPad and your phone for free. Most of them. Yeah. If you read in this, if you read in the the small print, you only have a certain amount of time, and yep. they memorize your device. And I yep. am locked down because every year I go to a new device, and I'm locked out of it. Yeah. Real okay. All right. Well, let's call out to our listeners too. Like, let's let's help, help Jeremy watch more of the March Madness tournament. He's <laughs> cleared his schedule clearly, and he can't watch. Like this, is I have a good. screen down in my in my classroom that can do picture in picture. We can we can do our our math with you know the game streaming. I I have no problem with that. I mean, these kids need to. All right, sixty four plus two. No. All right, great go. job. Hey, sixty six <laughs> plus two. Oh, 60, 68 plus three. Yeah, this time what a great math lesson. Yeah, this we're going subtraction this time. You don't know. Percentages. <laughs> You're shooting 42% from the three. Yeah, you can. Yeah, make it happen. Help, help make it out. happen. Help me out. All right. <laughs> wow. All right. So, so uh, yeah, let's get back. I'm getting my back to my picks here. Okay. I'm going to say uh, if I have to pick a team that's going to win six games in a row, I've got to go with that thinking. I'm going to go with that logic. I'm going to, it, 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 it's going to be between Kentucky and Auburn. Um, Auburn. I, I think Kentucky is the most all around, best all around team in the, in the, in, in the tournament. I think Auburn has the best guard play. And if you're going to win a tournament and win six games in a row, you have to, you have to have good guard play for all six games. And I think they have the best guard play in the, in the tournament. So I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I, Ryan, you're right on. I, yeah, I'm going to go with Auburn as, wow. as uh, I mean, it depends. Mean, I'm looking, I wish I, if I had a bracket in front of me, I could, I could, you know, I could probably pick, uh, I would say, you know, better have a better uh, pick between Kentucky and Auburn, but um, I'm going to go with Auburn. All right. So we've got three on the board. And uh, that leaves me, I, I have, I have toiled with this. I've really tried to figure out, okay, because all of you probably have, have done this. I mean, Matt, I know struggles with this to the core and he, you know, I was surprised you didn't pick the Gophers, even though they may not even make the tournament, but um, 
you want to pick from your roots, you know? I mean, it's like yeah. Big Ten. You you just think that, I think, Pac-10 back when it was the Pac-10. Um, I, I love Arizona. I've always watched their best ball. Um, I, I love their coaching. Uh, I just don't think I, they're they're high in the rankings right now. But, Don, I think you're right. They just – you have to have the whole package for that stretch of games, and, and you've got to be brilliant. And to be honest with you – I'm going to pick a team that I think is going to, to have a shot. Um, and I'm, I'm going to go with Wisconsin, not because I think they're going to win. Here's, here's what my real prediction is. So Wisconsin's my official pick. Okay. Um, I think that it's going to be a team out of nowhere. And the reason I said Murray state just to you, Ryan, was because I think it's going to be a team that's like that, that just all of a sudden, like the Dayton flyers, you know what I mean? Just this team that just comes out of the woodwork and plays unbelievably where they're going to have a great guard or two guard system. They're going to have uh, down low post guys that are just fresh and hungry and way more determined because of the, 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 you know, journey they've taken. I, I think it's going to be a Cinderella story this year. And uh, so anyway, uh, Wisconsin's my pick. Um, I think they do have a good shot at that, but partly I want to see them win. Um, just because great guard has, has really done a good job with their team, but, um, I, 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 anyway, I want to see them win because they've got a couple of kids on their team that have kind of that Cinderella story a little bit, uh, in their background. So anyway, uh, we'll pick them and, and I'm going to keep it in the big 10 and, uh, see if we okay. can't pull one out. The two Auburns, a Gonzaga and a Scani. All right, here we go. Man. You know, and, and you know what I was thinking? I was thinking we should start a bracket for six, a six in the mix bracket Ooh. and have uh, everybody uh, you know, post it on the on the Facebook page. And I think um, I'm willing to put up some uh, some uh, some prizes uh, for for the for the top spot. Whoever gets a little the top storage, spot. <laughs> 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 a little Bitcoin thrown in there. Well, why not? No, I'm uh, yeah. I'll, I'll put up a little a uh, little surprise winnings. You know, maybe some an Amazon gift yeah, card. Yeah, <laughs> we'll pull an Amazon gift card for the uh, for the top spot. Uh, if it's and of course it can't be one of you three clowns. If it's a top spot of of uh, of a listener, then uh, well, you know, surprise. you know, Ryan's gonna go fill out his mom. Oh, exactly. Yeah, right yeah, I know. You I know, know that. that's yeah. coming back. To that's why I had to. I'm making sure I'm not yeah. giving any okay. money. It's like it's like giving rush giving Russia my oil. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm I'm just shocked. I'm just shocked that Don and I have the same pick. I mean, the. I take I take solace in the fact he's watched more of it and knows more of it, so that that helps me feel better. I mean, simply put, I was trying to tune into the Indiana game yesterday, and it was so delayed by the end of uh, Tennessee and Arkansas, and I heard the announcer say both of these teams could be a, a Final Four team. I thought, okay, SEC, who's doing really well in the SEC and play these teams well? And I looked up Auburn, and they did. So that's kind of how I got to my choice. So. All right, Don. so Don, if, if my bracket wins, it doesn't count. I don't get any doge. Nope, but I will. I, I yeah, I'll make this official. I'm gonna put out there. Um, I'm not on the Facebook. I can't. I'll I'll, I'll send you guys. I'll I'll create a an ESPN uh, bracket for six in the mix. We'll post it on Facebook. Everybody join. Top winning. If if a listener, if a listener gets the number wins the wins the bracket, they will be awarded a. 
Amazon gift card. No way. Yeah. That's wow. that's that that's happening. Yes, that that is happening. Financial backing. Got We're getting into the merch. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow, listeners, do it up. That's there we great. Go. All right. Well, yeah, we'll have to figure that one out from a technology side, how they upload their brackets. I'm sure there's a way. We'll we'll figure it out. Ryan and Don will figure out a way. We'll, we'll get her done. So, yeah, good stuff. It. What a no great problem. call on your shot. This is exciting. What if, what, if, what if your employer cans you for watching too much basketball and you won't have 50, <laughs> 50 bucks to spend on a gift card? I'm not worried. I'm not worried the least. I'll be all but watching it too. So, I'm not worried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go, go read all the statistics about it. Everybody's, <laughs> everybody's watching it. Oh, True. boy. True. All right. All right. Well, uh, it's that time, our, our favorite segment every week where um, these three guys try to connect with uh, the way I'm thinking about some trivia questions relating to truth and tunes. And so we will transition over to this trivia contest. Uh, the last few times we've done this, I think our musical guests have, have won both of them, haven't they? Yeah, so that is correct. Is, Mark and Aaron. For, yeah. Good news is for you guys. It's got to be one of us winning tonight, right? In theory. <laughs> Let's hope. We'll find a way to screw it up, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. So I've got four questions. I have a tiebreaker prepared. Now, uh, I, came, <laughs> I came up with these questions. I think I, said, I, I think these guys can do it. And then I looked at them again. I'm like, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. So uh, we'll just see how it goes tonight. So the first two questions are pertaining to truth. So okay. coming from Scripture. Right. And the last two questions will be tune related. Right. And as you know, your name is your buzzer. I, I have, since we've been talking about music so much, I know we've taken a bit of a break tonight. We're going to get back to music. My mind again was going right to music. So I hope, I hope you guys have geared your thoughts toward that. So we'll, we'll start off with question one and Matt, Matt, we can have music for these first two. Ah, perfect. Thank you. Beautiful. Ah. Okay, here we go. This man was the father of all those who play the harp and the flute, according to Genesis 4.21. Uh, all I can think of is Don saying tubal cane. <laughs> I, think, I think that was like the guy who made copper or bronze or something. I know. Like I've, I've, got tools. Gen- I've got Genesis 10, Nimrod, Mighty Hunter. You don't know. Wait a sec. Didn't didn't Mark mention this? Wasn't this in like the genealogy? It was the guy who played. I think he did. Oh, and I just was. No, and Don didn't say tubal cane. He said toolbar. I said tubal cane. Oh, to Matt. Matt. I know it's related to like jubilation and jubilee. So I'm going to say who is Jubal. That is correct. Jubilate. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Where did that come? How did you connect that back to Jubilation? Was it the Mark? I mean, yes, Mark. Mark Yeah, I got to give credit to Mark on that one because he kind of gave some background behind that. Hey, this is where we got Jubilee, Jubilation from. I said, well, what would be an Old Testament version of Jubilation? Uh, Jubal. And it rhymes with Tubal King. (laughs) Exactly. Jubes and tubes. (laughs) 
hey, I start strong, but don't worry, guys. I will fade hard. <laughs> start oh. right about now. Okay. Well, this is good. This guarantees well one one of you will win tonight, I think, is what that does. It won't be a guest or nobody. All right. Question number two. This was Miriam's instrument of choice in Exodus 1520. That's 15. So they'd already left, they had already left Egypt. Right? So they're already out. Cruising the streets of the Sinai Peninsula. Yeah. Didn't she have a song too? It was like Miriam's song. Am I thinking right? I believe she did. That's a great song, by the way. For uh, sure. Great too. <laughs> All right. I'm, it is, man. It's Jeremy. Life, I'm, go, I'm life, going sure. with one. Jeremy. What what is what is the liar? Oh, I'm sorry. That is incorrect. <sighs> Good guess. Good guess. I, and here's here's the deal. I have three names for this instrument. So if you guys just give me one of those names, you get you get the point. But it, the liar is not one of the three. So uh, I just heard that it was a smaller instrument, right? It, yep, you're right. It definitely wasn't a pipe organ. <laughs> Thanks for yeah, give her a shot, Don. I I got it. Yeah, I'll I say I'll say I'll say the the uh, the harpsichord. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's what i was gonna say the harp because it's like okay three different names harp harpsichord yeah. rama i don't know well, whatever yeah. deb whatever deb hudson plays that's it <laughs> the marimba. marimba deb we need you come on is that right ryan give him some cred did he get it <laughs> not one of the three i have listed sorry doc Jeepers. matt you have any guesses here uh, <laughs> matt i'll say flute i i, I don't know I don't think it's right. Uh, sorry, incorrect. The the primary answer is timbrel, timbrel, and uh, tabret and tambourine would have been acceptable answers. Mm, okay. So yeah, but like the, it could could it be like a triangle too? Is that part of it, or is it is it really the like the just percussion I, in general? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just throwing some. She, Miriam was just throwing down some percussion here. What's? <laughs> yeah, wait a sec. I thought I thought that killed plants. I mean, that's like, it's like, you know, can't have that beat. Appalachian playing, playing spoons. Do they not know what syncopation is? Come on. <laughs> that golden calf is still contaminating their minds. Oh, man. What a Miriam no. better. Miriam better. Come on. Agreed. Good, good worship leader, Miriam. Nice. <laughs> we need you. We need you, Miriam. Hey, hey, guys, I'm feeling generous here. I'm feeling generous for the for the two the two questions with the songs. I'm yeah. gonna play the music in the background. Oh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, go. I got I got to push myself a little bit. I can't I can't make it too comfortable for myself. He's got a way to, to he's got a way to mute it in his headphones. That's what's going on. Yeah, exactly. I, I I I Jeremy, I commit. I will not do that. All right. I will All right. be playing Let's, through my headphones. Let's, Let's see go. how long this word lasts. I'll be so frustrated, <laughs> but I'm doing it. <laughs> what a guy. Okay, here we go, Maestro. Question three. This older hymn's fourth verse starts with frail children of dust and feeble as frail. <sighs> Come on, Don. Uh, this, this is just I killing me. It. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Jeremy. I'm singing it. I'm singing, I can't, it. I'm singing I, it. Could you please I'm repeat the question? Yes. This older hymn's fourth verse starts with frail children of dust and feeble as frail. 
<laughs> the background music is messing everybody up. Crushing me. It's just crushing That's all me. I'm thinking of is this Jeopardy theme. Wow. <laughs> Jeremy takes off. All right, turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got faith in at least one of you on this. Oh, I'm singing it. I can't think yeah. of it. I can't. I'm getting to the ending. I can't get to the chorus. Go, just yeah, kick, kick that tune Matt, back to the first Matt. Matt. Oh, uh, this could this could be it. What is how firm a foundation? No. Uh, incorrect. No. All right. Do, 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 do. Oh, I almost had it. No, I lost that stupid song. <laughs> Hey, I'm paving the way for you guys, man. I played the song. I picked I picked the hymn. What is that song? Shave? I don't know. I I know it. What is it, Matt? I, I'm not going to get it. Is Matt, I, Matt I can't come up invisible. with the title either. What is immortal God invisible? Wise. That's not it either. I, that's the that's the verse. Is, am, I, am I thinking of it? Is my, is, am, I, am I thinking the wrong tune? I think your tune is right. right now. I what? think your tune is on point. All right, no. well, it is. If you, if you just if you just gave a verse, immortal, invisible, no, God only wise. No, that's that's the wrong and light song. and excessive. Yep. What that, wrong song? The Jeopardy Matt's song screwed me up. <laughs> <laughs> all right man it's funny like the first couple of times you did this there's like a three second timer and now we're going on like 30 uh, minutes on this question because you can't stop laughing hallelujah in three i'm trying to be more long suffering oh, two man. one all right uh, the answer is a worship the king oh, oh that's it yeah yeah Oh, it is one of my favorite hymns too. It's great, great trumpet part too. Mm. Great timbrel part, I heard too. <laughs> did I hear that Don did not want to play the Jeopardy music for the last one? Is that what I heard? <laughs> or are we going yeah, back to the Jeopardy? Yeah, turn it, keep it off, keep it off. All right, good. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, so this is our chance to tie Matt. If Matt gets this, is the last question. So not one in so long. I'm I am not as optimistic that anybody's gonna get this. <laughs> but here we go. Question four. This modern hymn sung by two mats has been my most listened to song this past week. And the lyrics include every promise you have spoken is yes in Jesus Christ. Probably what Matt Papa would be one of the guys who wrote it. I just don't. It's not one of the songs that I'm listening. Oh, uh, can you say it again? What? What's okay? What's, here's a repeated question. This modern hymn sung by two Matts has been my most listened to song this past week, and the lyrics include "Every promise you have spoken is yes in Jesus Christ." My my brother would know this. He was just at Matt Papa was actually in Rochester. Did you go to that? Ryan, my brother and his family came down to Rochester and went to a Matt Papa concert at a small church. Yeah. Like it, just this it, past week or it, weekend or something like that. It, it, it might've just about, been yesterday. It was about Friday a mile night. away from me. I, I did yeah. not go. I did not go. Um, but because I really grown to like the song, I kind of wish I would have, would have been there, but I was actually, when, when Aaron told me about this concert a while back, I was still in my mind hoping to get down to Dallas, Texas. So mm -hmm. oh. I hear you. I hear you. 
It's not any uh, relation to uh, Mike. He's not any relation to Notorious B.I.G. I like it when they call me Big Papa. It's not the. the, the, the. <laughs> It's, <laughs> well, it's we kind of like the phoenix. Point. Sometimes it's out of the ashes, rises something. Right. Even I mean, it's, though, right? so. There are two papas. There could have been both of them, too. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All right. uh, Matt. Matt. Uh, his mercy, what is his mercy is more? Great guess. And you hit the nail on the head. The two songwriters were Matt Papa and Matt Boswell. Yeah, we did sing that. We did. <laughs> we did sing that in church today, but that is incorrect. But um, good, good try. In right, three, paving the way. Don't two, know. one, and Matt takes the title again this week for Truth and Tunes trivia. The answer of the song is actually "Promises," and I encourage everybody to listen to it. Hmm. Okay, I don't think I've I've listened to that one. Promises, huh? Okay. Promises. Yep. Have Matt Papa and Matt Matt Boswell. Check it out. It's All right. uh, very, very encouraging. All right. Sounds good. Let's let's move into our fix your eyes devotional for tonight. And this is actually going to dovetail nicely with uh, one of our last, actually our last question in the trivia segment, um, which I encourage people to listen to the song called Promises. It's a newer hymn by Matt Papa and Matt Boswell. And it's really been an encouragement to me recently, as we've been thinking about uh, what's been going on in the Ukraine. And, you know, as a Christian, what do I have to hold on to uh, during during a time like this? I mean, let's be honest, these last two years for all of us, we've never seen years like this in our lifetimes. Uh, you know, you've, you've got this pandemic, never lived through a pandemic before. And now, as, as Matt mentioned earlier, similar to what we saw back in 1991, with, with the uh, Persian Gulf War, uh, we're seeing war happen right before our very eyes of Ukraine. And uh, yeah, the song that I've been listening to has been such an encouragement because it has refocused me back onto uh, things that God has said, uh, the promises he has made, and, and these things I can hold on to. And so I just want to share some devotional thoughts with you guys and, and our listeners, and hopefully it will encourage you as it, as it has to me. And actually, a few nights ago, um, <laughs> I don't know if any of you all have ever watched a YouTube channel infographic show. Uh, they, they just take a topic, they put it into kind of an animated cartoon format, and, it, and it's kind of an interesting way to educate people on a variety of topics. But I just started wondering in my mind, what would, it, what would happen if we really got into a nuclear war with Russia? That's what everybody is concerned about right now. If, if NATO gets involved, we get involved. You've got these superpowers with all these big weapons. Uh, and so I happened to find on infographics, <laughs> it was over an hour long. I only watched probably half of it, but they got into how they think a nuclear war would play out. All right. So first of all, they said there would be something called MAD, M-A-D, Mutually Assured Destruction, which means everybody involved, you're going to be destroyed. Okay. Destruction of the planet is, is very likely. Uh, then you think about what happens when a nuclear bomb is dropped. Well, we know that people in the area are destroyed, incinerated, uh, and then those around that area uh, deal with radiation. Ne neither of those two thoughts is very, very exciting. And then after that, depending on how many nuclear bombs drop, you've got this idea of a nuclear winter because of everything that's now in the atmosphere. We don't get much heat. We don't get much sun. Uh, and we start feeling it with our climate, the crops can't function, and it's just, it, it's an ugly picture. So 
looking at the, the show, thinking about, well, this is within the realm of possibility, I'm tempted to, to fret and worry and think about, wow, this is, this would be horrible to live through. Uh, who, who, would, who would look at this and think it's a good idea? But in the mind of a madman, a dictator, you just never know what they're thinking. Um, I, I don't want to see massive loss of life anywhere. I, my heart already goes out to the people in Ukraine. By the way, another thought, God forbid that we're in a position where we're getting hit from Russia, from China, and America has to surrender. We've never seen that in our lifetime either. Could happen. I mean, there's no rule that says America would never surrender. So that's worrisome. And then as a dad, the last thing I want to see is harm come to my kids. Um, my wife, uh, I, I'd hate to see any of them go through a terrible death. Uh, that, th those things would bother me if, if I dwell on this idea of, of a nuclear war. So while these thoughts come into my mind, uh, the Lord has used this song promises to remind me of, of truths. And I just want to go over some of the promises that the this Holy Spirit has brought to my, my mind, my heart in the last week or two. And it really has helped as I think about the situation. And I'm thankful that he is the God who, when he makes a promise, he keeps a promise. And it, politicians all over the place, they, they, they say all these things on the front end, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And not often does it come to fruition. I, and one of the phrases in this song is every promise made is a promise kept, which I thought was interesting because I remember when Pence and Trump are running for re-election in 2020, that was one of the slogans you would hear. Promises made, promises kept. All right. But again, when you're dealing with humanity, it doesn't always play out that way. Well, what do we know? What, what does God promise us? John 16, says, in the world, you will have tribulation. So promise number one, we shouldn't be shocked that there's going to be difficult times in this world. However, there's a second promise at the end of that verse it says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So that's a blessing to know in this turbulent world we live in. Proverbs 21, one also has another promise, and it says that God is sovereign, and he actually controls the hearts of these rulers. So we can take solace in that, that, that we do have a sovereign God. As much of these people around the world think that they really are in control, they're, they're not ultimately in control. So I rest in that. Matthew 28, 20, Christ said, I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. That promise is also echoed in Hebrews 13, where he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So our God is with us, uh, no matter what comes our way. And, and I'm so thankful for that. And then Colossians 1.17, talking about Christ again, he upholds the universe. And I, earlier I mentioned I was going to share a little bit more about my thought about if this be World War III. If it's World War III, everybody speculates it would be a nuclear war. And when it's talking about he holds everything together, I've heard this described as even the atoms, these tiny particles that make up the foundation of life, he controls. Um, at the snap of his finger, at his word, everything could just go away. Everything could just become an atomic explosion in a sense. Second Peter 3 talks about that too. At some point, everything will melt away. Uh, some people wonder, is that going to be nuclear destruction? Yeah, but we don't need these countries to have that take place. But could, could God use that? Yeah, he certainly could use a nuclear war um, to bring the end times to, to fruition. Uh, so Colossians 1.17, he is upholding everything. So because of that, I don't think we're going to see a nuclear war play out. I, I think there is going to be um, a melting away, but God's going to be the one controlling that. So I, I guess my challenge as I share some of the promises in God's word that's been an encouragement to me lately in these, in these crazy days we find ourselves in 
is let's do some counting, all right? Let's do some counting in three ways. Number one, count your blessings. We are truly blessed to be living uh, where we live. I know we've, we've had a rough last couple of years uh, politically with, with the pandemic, uh, but I'm so grateful that I live in the country that I live in. And I'm also grateful that I live in this time in history, even though as Don reminded me earlier, there's a lot of creepy technology out there. That's a bit concerning, but you think about all the modern conveniences we enjoy. We're so much wealthier than people throughout history. It's just unbelievable if you compare that. So number one, count your blessings. Number two, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys a quote from the pastor of my church in Kansas City. So this is Mark, Mark Saylor's uh, colleague down there at Redbridge, uh, Pastor Borden. He liked to say, don't count the years, make your years count. And that's, I loved it when he would say that because that's a reminder to me. Uh, it's easy, okay, I'm now this age or I'm this age, but really am I making every year that I live count for eternity? And we don't know. We, we could have a nuclear war in a month and we could all be gone. So I would encourage us to don't count our years, make the time we have count. And then <clears throat> the last thing, the last counting I, I would encourage all of us to do is count on God's promises. And when you look at God's word, specifically in Hebrews 11, you've got the hall of faith and the Lord in his word honors, highlights the folks who have held to God's promises and lived a life of faith in their day, in their time. And so I would encourage us to do the same thing in these chaotic days. So um, that's been an encouragement to me. If you get a chance, check out the song Promises and hold tight to the promises God's, uh, God's made in his word. We like to say that will preach. Ryan, thanks for sharing uh, those thoughts and fix your eyes. Well, that is a wrap on episode 49 on this, the sixth day of March, year of our Lord, 2022. This was Six in the Mix, talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast content. Review us and leave a comment. Visit our Facebook page at Six in the Mix Podcast and comment on what topics you'd like us to discuss. We are also on Twitter at Six in the Mix Pod. Join us on our journey.